when you stop fucking around with it. Yeah. Because you could go on forever. Yeah. How long is this going to um, go on? Is yeah. it the end of the podcast yet? Yeah. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I doubt it. And I want to know what girth is all about. <laughs> and this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the good enough girth hopster. Gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? What has everyone been up to? Al, what other podcasts have you been on? I've been on the 17 hour long uh, <laughs> audiovisual marathon that is Maker's Waffle. Um, so, yeah, Andy and Jamie invited me on. Uh, it was a late night evening interactive ramble um kind of reminiscent of, of makers internet sorry this is for people who who have not heard the podcast and have no idea what it is um <laughs> i guess it's the the spiritual successor to uh makers international podcast in terms of kind of that live sunday evening um everyone join in a bit of a ramble uh really kind of easy going nice little chat and it was nice. great um and i can't remember the last time i sat and talked with someone for that long in years <laughs> so it was it was a pleasure um i must admit, it, i kind of i joined in the chat whilst uh, i i think it was already like an hour in yeah and you guys were geeking out on something very specific i can't remember what yeah but it was really nice seeing uh seeing you guys just getting really into the conversation and kind of basically forgetting that you're on a podcast and thinking you were just on a hangout it was i think because it because nice it wasn't see. the formulaic like what's your favorite tool what's yeah your favorite project you know which is which is often the danger with 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 podcasts and, and it was it was just open-ended and and liberal and and i was allowed to swear yeah nice. not like this fucking show where you got <laughs> everything out. um yeah so that was nice that was sunday night um saturday i've continued my uh endeavor as resident local uh mechanic um and i've 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 upped my offering now to full car services nice. so brake repairs uh fluid changes uh filters everything um, there's a slight hidden agenda to it so this was um for want of a long story short a car i used to own um and I've got my sights set on owning this car again at some point. So it's in my interests for Ooh. the car to be looked after. <laughs> what? what kind of car is it? It's a Honda CRV. Ah, okay. Um, so basically, I was, yeah, I was just like, well, yeah. if you're not going to look after it, I'll look after it. <laughs> <laughs> you buy the oil, I'll do the service. Yeah, there you um, go. But it, it was, again, it was a, a really good healthy learning experience because up until this point i've just been working on shit boxes yeah so actually working on a modern car massive eye-opener and actually having to take off all the plastic under having to take off all the undercarriage Fucking yes hell. um it took me back to being a 14 year old boy again um <laughs> but just having to sort of up my game a little bit because it was no longer just hammer and sort of one size socket work, which it has yeah. been mm -hmm. in the Suzuki's for a long time. Now it's all like Torx nuts and you know, yeah, special tools created just by Honda for that one thing that you have to oh, move out the way. And you can't it. get in anywhere because it's not built to work on, it's built yep. to throw away and buy a new car. Yeah. So really having to kind of go, actually, I need I need to up my game and I need to sort of yeah, next level my thinking and my skills and my patience as well. So even something as trivial as like jacking points. Yeah. Oh, with a monocoque, there's no such thing. And I've got to find them. Yeah. So yeah. 
yeah. Um, bit of a, well, bit of an how exploration. old is how old is said vehicle, or what year? Uh, nine years old, like twenty thirteen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yes. So continuing that, um, this is great. I'm I'm five millimeters away from swapping the engine out in in the car hey. in my car. Um, it's literally on the stand, all wired up, all the auxiliaries, everything's ready to go. I just need it to not be evening and me not be on a podcast so I can get it done. <laughs> okay, awesome. Huh? That sounds like a, yeah. a busy but productive week. That's so Don't good. Uh, Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, I did all of the things necessary to take my very first shower over at the Forged Home. It's the first time... Ever. First, first, I even said that in the stories on the Patreon thing. I was like, I'm going to take my first ever shower. Not ever, but yeah. Um, no, when I got the place, it had that prefab shower in it. And I, I knew that the water had been turned on. So I just, you know, I rotated the handle and let the water come out of the shower head. That's the only time I've ever run the shower. Yeah. Um, and just with all the you know, the building out and the work of it and then all that lime plaster stuff looks so nice. I stood in there and took just the longest shower. Also, since <laughs> I was probably a 14-year-old lad. <laughs> so just standing in there and honestly, uh, it's, I don't know if you guys are the same way, but uh, it's like you you make something or or possibly just build something on that large of a scale. It's like you don't really get a sense of it until you, experience it full on so it was a long shower of me just enjoying the fact that i had built nice. this thing but then i just started taking in every little note of like you know what <laughs> i don't know if i like the shower had to be right there maybe it could be a little bit lower or like that you know the water pressure like i gotta i gotta figure out the water pressure it's not as high <laughs> as i needed to be so couldn't even just enjoy it for more than five minutes uh without analyzing it but then definitely just went okay let's just let's just take it all in so first shower of the Forge Home felt really, really good. It means that I get to move on to uh, a little bit of the finishing, just the accessories and stuff in the bathroom to pin it up fully and say yeah. that the bathroom is done. Hopefully that means that I start making the videos, like the actual video series and see how Forge Home goes. Because that will be, it's such a multi-part and I have like mm. a thousand hours of footage from all the things that I've worked on so far. I'm, you know, we'll give it a shot and see what happens. That may end up, may end up being a channel that does something. If it doesn't, I'll roll everything over to Skull and Spade and just be like, hey, here's the house reno that I'm also <laughs> Um And either way, like, that's a, it's fun and exciting to think that yeah. that's in the very near future. I do have to, once I get into the kitchen space, that's the last that's the last thing I actually have to do before the coding. I know I've mentioned that a few times, but I'm not really far off from it. It's just that I'm taking more time to not just throw a crappy sink in there and be like, hey, it's plumbed, and then have the guy come out. Like I want it to be finished enough to where he feels confident that I've done everything correctly or up yeah. to code. Um, I've had a few of the Patreon Instagram folks weighing in on some of the plumbing and things like that. I checked in with Al again, since you guys very typically run the washing machine into the sink situation, the sink plumbing. And Al 
finally sent me a an image that I've been searching for for a long time, which is just how the fuck does this thing hook up? <laughs> um, I looked up so many videos last night. And it's a bunch of people being like, here's a dishwasher. I'm like, I know I have a dishwasher. Quit showing me how to do a dishwasher. It's different. Um, but I'm 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 excited. I've been getting a lot of the extra little accessory work done. I spent the first night in the forge last night in I don't know months. Yeah, just knocking up a couple of things. I've got a concept for a like a hand towel holder. You remember the angry octopus when you see those? Yes. Um, I think that every time as well. That's that's all I can think of. I always giggle. <laughs> and I remember making a reference to that a long time ago, and it was in the the sign I made for my friend, the LED sign that said unruly on it. Yeah, I did this in the video and I can't remember if I put angry octopus to the bottom, but it like clicked in my head like, oh, yeah, I, I remember doing that a while ago. Um, so this will just be like a, a slightly different take on it. I'm just trying to figure out how to aesthetically make it pleasing within the space. Yeah. And then I think I am going to put together a little bit of a video that maybe it's based on Maker's Camp, even though that was a few months ago. But. I really like and miss the aspects of teaching and going to these events and teaching people. So um, I'm going to probably throw a video together that's a little bit of like a, a easy, medium, hard or a better way to refer to that as like making hooks when you're getting into yeah. blacksmithing. Um, because I've had multiple people go, why would what does a hook do? Like after you make a hook, like well, who cares? It doesn't really serve a purpose. I'm like, they're going to be all over my place. Yeah. I had this happen at Maker's Camp, and I had it happen at a at a private teaching event where the guy was like, what do you use a hook for? Hanging. I don't know. I don't know. You hang stuff. Um, so I kind of want to take it through that and then just figure out how to explain the building on the techniques. Um, not that I am in any way, shape, or form a master, but I have made few hundred hooks at this point and i'm getting pretty good at it uh so i kind of want to be able to take that and go here's the aspects that we're learning now here's how to like level that up and then maybe even level it up again nice uh yeah which should be fun but nothing too too crazy just feel like putting a video out and i, I feel like sharing some things because i've been in more of that educational headspace of like, I want more people to do this. It's because I've been, okay, here's what it comes down to. It's because I've been filming for the forged home stuff and I'm welding and doing all of this metal work. And I, I keep saying it on camera where I'm just like, people need to be more comfortable with this. Metal work is super fun. It's also yeah. not super complicated. If you look at it from this degree or this degree, brassing all the plates, the switch plates. I did like a dozen of them last night and it took 30 seconds in the forge and they look way better than the store-bought ones. And it's like, you just need to get comfortable with a torch and a wire wheel. Those are like, so a little bit more sharing. I just want more people to get into the stuff that I really like because I like it. Nice. Sounds good, man. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like there's like good things ahead for that. All of, all of the things. Um, And it'll be good to see some kind of movement on the, uh, the forged home channel as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, man. Um, Jeez, please. I, on the other hand, uh, I've it's been a it's been a fucking busy few years. Um, I uh, I don't know if well, I, I guess everyone that listens to is listening to this episode will be a fairly regular listener and may have noticed that there was a slight delay on the last episode. 
coming out on Sunday evening rather than Wednesday morning. Um, totally my bad. I uh, I didn't have time to do it until Friday. And when I get got in on Friday, I forgot that I had to do it. So it didn't get done until Sunday. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to say that I have a good excuse for it, but I don't. I just forgot. Um, so yeah, sorry about that, everyone. Sorry about that, gents, but it happens. Um, but yeah, so I uh, did that. But it's been like the last few weeks. I, I don't think I've really talked about the fact that we've been doing uh, a little bit of um, like product development sort of stuff. So we've started doing the uh, the infamous fuck around Fridays um, this year. It's that kind of came from a discussion that we'd had um, last year, maybe the year before, uh, about actually basically just getting to do some fucking about in the workshop because we we're production smiths we make the same few things over and over and over and over and make hundreds of them and it's it's a great job but it's very repetitive and every now and then we kind of want to flex our creative muscles a little bit um and the fuck around fridays are quite good because it's it's structured in that it's got to be something that is uh related to the business and appropriate for the business um but it means we can we can play around with stuff like if we've got an idea for how we can do or what we want to do with something then um that we can play around with that and it's quite nice because it's um it's in conjunction with al as well so you know if if you want to make something that's fine you can make it but you then take it to al and he'll say i don't like the design because of this so try doing it like this instead um and one of the ones that uh al asked me to work on actually um was the chopsticks so i made a set of chopsticks out of stainless several months maybe years ago um which then kind of inspired the or i think was inspired by the chopstick challenge that i set out which i love the fact that john now has pretty much a full-time business selling chopsticks as well uh because of that um he does like but... to rip people off so you know <laughs> this, is, this is very true what a bastard he is um but yeah so we've we've started actually making um uh like prototyping these these chopsticks um and we've cut, like gone back and forth with a few different designs and like the the starting stock and, and things like that um so that's been really good fun um we've taken a few of them off or a few of them have gone off to various um buyers and people um and we've had some some really good feedback from that um lots of people want to buy them as they are we've had a few people that have asked for like various tweaks and changes on it um but yeah that's been really good um We've also, I think I mentioned last week that we were getting all the equipment for the the new channel. That's all turned up and I have that here ready to play with. So I'm going to be doing a lot of playing around and research on making sure I'm using the equipment to the best level that I can um, and getting the most out of it that I can. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to be neck deep in fucking YouTube videos on whether to use vlog and whether to use this and whether yeah, there and, uh, and all the settings all the fun stuff um the only good thing about all that is the fact that once i've got it set up uh with this camera i can actually save the settings as nice. a preset thing mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i think i've got you have a log yeah i think i've got mm. three settings that i can save so i'm gonna be making full use of those because i i know you are the kind of person much like all of us that will need to learn it all yourself to know where all of the spectrum lies yeah but if i can give you 
like no bullshit I don't know answers to some of those questions yeah. please reach out because <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about it too much in depth here but my time in the production world which yeah. was like a decade I met so many people that very much like the maker world was like no 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 you have to use vlog for this color coding <laughs> setting and stuff like that and then you just go wow no you don't no. at all also no. it makes your files ridiculously <laughs> huge and I don't have a server yeah. that I'm storing all my stuff on so I exactly. if I can if I can offer my services in that uh, in that sense please feel free to reach out i will give you great example plus i friend. use that camera i use that camera yeah, yeah. nice um perfect example of the same thing brett um at work we're trying to kind of diversify uh Ooh. adapt or die you know um and that's learning new skill sets you know it's yeah. no longer good enough to be a graphic designer where you just know how to layout typography and color in um so i'm trying to teach the guys like basic animation uh sound design things like that things that awesome yeah it's, it's, re it's really fun um but trying to sort of crash course someone into after effects is a really difficult thing to do <laughs> yeah and we've got a junior who's just like oh i tried watching this youtube video and I didn't understand i was trying to take notes and it was, two it was hours some long. guy making a, a video about a pirate ship some, and some pirate makers. ship animation and uh, yeah, um, and <laughs> basically my, my like dick <laughs> total dick basically my, my my sort of top line for her was right we're gonna i'm gonna show you how to take shortcuts yeah i'm gonna show you how to achieve what you want in the quickest and easiest way possible so just so you know you can do it yeah so it's not necessarily to brett's point learning the ropes and every intricate detail and every slider and every value and every detail yeah. you know it's just like ignore all that ignore all that if you just want this to to do that yeah here's how you do it and remember yeah. that and then you know all these fundamentals you know all these basics i can make it happen if down the line i want to start playing with my easy ease and mm -hmm. my you know my bezier curves and my yeah. timings and stuff yeah We'll cross that bridge when you get to it. For now, you just want to make that thing spin around. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I think like the the trouble is, is so many people want to get like everything, and they want to get like every setting exactly perfect. And you know, auto settings exist for a reason because <laughs> for most most part, like that's good enough. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so like that, so I'm I'm I know right that was that, that would have been fucked. That was tasty, that Steve. Yeah. I'm yeah. I, I'm impressed with you. I know right. Um. But yeah, so I I I love that, but at the same time, I do want to I want to fuck around with it a little bit because mm. I want to know I want to basically I, I want to know what results I can get and you know, yes if if I record in like fucking everything can log then whether whether my computer can even handle editing that <laughs> and uh, well, yeah yeah I know and all this kind of shit so you know there's there's a lot of stuff to go into it. um and. and yeah so I'm I'm looking forward to spending uh, the next fortnight before we start recording um because we've actually got the first thing booked in for a couple weeks time mm. um and uh yeah i'm looking forward to fucking around with it a lot basically. i mean what what one one sort of fundamental way of, of looking at it as well is not i read the whole instruction manual yeah just i bet you still get a big fat book with a camera don't you um when i got the the 250d or whatever it is the little the tiny yeah. little canon slr I just took every setting to the limit, and, yeah. and at both extremes to see what to see, see what it did. Weirdly enough, when I did the uh, the Lightroom um, 
conversation course yeah. thing with uh, with the the group. That was exactly what I said to everyone. Yeah. I was like, if you don't know what it does, slide it all the way to the end. Yeah. And see, because you'll see that extreme change. The, and you're the going, opposite. Oh, okay. You, you, te you test the, the 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 boundaries as far as you can. Yeah. So you know where you want to be. Yeah. Because any you know subtle little changes in in an f stop, and you might be like, oh, I don't know, I don't know which I preferred. Is that yeah. better or is that better? Yeah. It's like no, go to the extreme. Find the um the really polarizing, no pun intended. You know the actual yeah points of the compass and go that. Now I understand. Because I know yeah. the extremes of them. It's a really good way to kind of learn exactly. the ropes quickly. And and the other thing is, is like with stuff like that, you don't you don't necessarily need to um you don't need to to change every setting. Like mm. I know that for me, the I'm more concerned about the F stop than mm. I am the um the ISO. Because yeah. realistically, auto ISO, it's it's gonna make the light look fine. Like I'm not <laughs> I'm not that fucking worried about it. But I know I want that, that depth of field. And yeah, I'm quite yeah. happy to go in and, and do the white balance and shit afterwards. And in all honesty, the the graininess you're going to get from like a super high ISO, it's it's not going to be enough to notice on yeah, a YouTube video. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of picking a setting that you want to fuck around with and letting everything else go on mm -hmm. auto because... Yeah, and th th this this can be applied to all things. We're not just talking about cameras, but you yeah, know, <laughs> you know, exactly. Push 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 your tools to the limit. Yeah, uh, like fuck no, it can't do that. Right, yeah. use the next size up. Or, exactly, you know, it's, it's it's a really good way of understanding your limits. Yeah, and it's that whole like now you know thing. Um, but yeah, and the only other um thing that I I did of note was the third attempt at handling the charity axe. Um, and I got to the point where the wedge was in, it was all looking good, but there was a slight gap at the front and, uh, like at the front of the eye. And I was like, I'm not happy with it. I want to fill that, that gap in. And, um, and ordinarily if I'm doing a cross wedge, I will pre-cut the wood, um, like the actual handle, I'll cut it down first. And then all I have to do is split the wedge that's that's gone into it, um, if that makes sense. You know what I did, Steve, when I handled my first axe and it didn't quite fill? Filled out with epoxy? Close. Solder. <laughs> did you say solder? Yeah, so it looks like the axe head. <laughs> That's fucking genius. I should have done that. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, so like, I, I tried to um, see if I could split it uh, open. So what I did is, because... Like the way that I've been taught to to hang, hang axes, you should always leave quite a bit of wood um, above the eye of the axe. I never cut it level um, because you get that little bit of a bulge. And it's anyway, um, and I purposefully cut it quite a lot higher because I wanted to be able to sand it down if I wanted to. I was like, well, this way I can I can try and have a look and see if I can split it. If it's not going to split, then I can just sand it down to blow whatever marks I've put in it, and it'll be fine. And I can I can do that. Um, so I did that. So I had it up, uh, axe like the head up, um, and the the heel on the um, on a stump, and just went in with the chisel and just tap 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 to see if it would split, and it didn't. Um, just wasn't working. I was like, okay, fine. I'm just gonna sand it back, and um, I just have it as a bit of a gap in the front. Like it's completely not going to affect the performance of the axe. It's perfectly fine. It's just the fact that aesthetically, you can see some light through it, and that annoys me. Um, but when I then turned it up the other way, 
the uh on the heel of the um the swell uh it split the wood slightly and it was a split that a chunk that had come off and a bit that had gone like a split that had gone a little way up and i just looked at it and was like i could sand it back and i could kind of fill that little bit with glue and i could i could bodge it and i could make it look fine but this is an axe that i'm actually trying to sell like this is not this is not okay for me like i i want to sell this as a a product that i can be proud of putting out and so if i if i was giving it to a friend then i might be like ah fuck it it's only al like that like that doesn't matter um but because this is something that i'm trying to sell and i'm trying to sell for a good reason i yeah um i i was like no i want this to to be the best i can make it um mm -hmm. and it was like obviously it being the third attempt <laughs> i was already like yeah this is good enough but because i could feel that that kind of um defeatist attitude kind of already slipping in even mm -hmm. after a couple minutes of looking at it going no nope, it's not it's not good enough and i know it's not good enough uh so i just took it straight into the wood room and went through it with the bandsaw cut the head off and was like <laughs> right i i have no choice i can't stitch yeah. this back together now i have to make it again that's good um and yeah it's just it's quite a, a departure from like the first few axes i've made well i hung where i was going like uh yeah i'm not entirely happy with it but it's it's good enough for for now sort of thing um and i think for me like that attitude has changed um a lot and it's both a case of like pride in my own work and my knowledge that my ability is that much better now um mm -hmm. but also like obviously working in the in the company that i work in it's it there is a kind of like that no shit leaves the shop attitude of like if it's not good enough just fucking start again like it's better mm -hmm. to start again and do it properly than to send shit out and it be shit so building on what i was saying um <laughs> just no because the way you the way you're describing it there steve i'm yeah. thinking about what we mean by good enough mm. because if we're talking about the two ends of the spectrum yeah not good enough right is unsatisfactory yeah it's a fail it's this is a disgrace you 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 brought disgrace on the household and the family you should be ashamed mm -hmm. of yourself it's not good enough yeah. right um but to me good enough is just the bare minimum it's yeah. like a pass yeah you know it's a c it's like you, you've got some advisories yeah. some immediate fixes but you, you know we'll let you go yeah so good enough is not the opposite of not good enough it's just the middle point yeah and I think what you're talking about now is striving for better than. Yeah. So yeah, like, because I think I think not good enough is really clear. People understand it, but good enough sounds almost like um, like it's satisfactory. Yeah. You know, you you it'll do. So yeah. it'll do. Yeah. And I don't think the passion you have and the skill set you have and the environment you work in, I don't think it'll do is good enough. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I th yeah, definitely. I, I think the good enough that you're talking about is excellence. Yeah, uh, because because I'd question what's your criteria. Is it is it a, is it an objective thing? Like it's not within tolerance. You say you were a, say you were a machinist, right? Yeah, if it's not within a thou to tolerance. It's not good enough. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and it's really clear to measure that. And those that don't go in the bin. 
But I think with yours, there's a bit more to it than that. I think there's an instinct. There's a gut feeling where you're like, I know in my heart this isn't good enough. Yeah. I can't measure it, but I know. Yeah. And and that's the thing is like with especially with some of this stuff, like there's there there are ways that I could have covered it up and mm. like I could have put it out and no one else would have known. Mm. But I would have known. Yeah. And I think for for me that I think that's where I was talking about like the it, it being a point of pride. Like I I I want to have faith in everything that I put out. I know that other people already have faith in the stuff that I do, but for me, it's 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 like it to a certain extent other people's opinions don't matter if i if i know that it's not good enough for me then it, it's mm -hmm. not good enough um so and... so so there's the the interesting point there not good enough for what what's what's the determining factor in is it not good enough for my boss not good enough for my customer not good enough for murphy <laughs> it's not that, that it's not good enough for Murphy. it's not that it's not that it's good enough it's that it's good enough for and i think yeah. four is the really compelling bit yeah and I, I i suppose uh for me like in in this instance mm. it's it's good enough for me to allow other people to see that as a finished piece because mm -hmm. that that is a representation of my level of so good, good enough skill. to go almost yeah. good enough to you know to, to yeah to, to be used yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah, because like it, it's one of those like if it was a case of it was one that I'd made for myself and it was just going to go in the back of the Land Rover, then yeah, good enough is it's it's on there and it's not going to come off in the next 20 minutes. Like mm -hmm. if it's if it's something that and like I, said, I think for me, it, it because because this is one that's going out as a as a sold product. So it's, it might not be going to someone that I know particularly. Well. I might be not might not even be going to someone I know at all. Good enough for a stranger yeah yeah because they're less forgiving aren't they yeah exactly and like i say it, it's this this is going to be a representation of uh my my level of ability at this point in time um you know it it's stamped with axe number 10 this has to be like 10 axes worth of of quality mm. um and not just my first axe that yeah it's it's good enough sort of thing <laughs> yeah um, so yeah this this reminds me of the talks that we were having in design school though where it, it came down to a lot of the the cost or the amount of money you were charging somebody yeah. for yeah. whatever the work you were doing was um but they were really trying to make it a point to say don't <clears throat> undervalue your own work but also don't dilute the market that's out there yeah so you have to imagine that if you're putting something out there as a product whether it's digital or otherwise if if you put out crap work and maybe charge a little bit less for it because this this stranger doesn't really know any better or they'll be like, yeah, it's good enough for what I needed to do. Yeah. You're kind of watering down the space of your your peers or your competitors yeah. because then in the future, somebody's going to go, well, I don't need a perfectly hand forged axe made by Steve that costs X amount of dollars, even if it is for charity. I want to be able to spend $60 and I don't care if it doesn't really work all that well, or if the handle is not made out of great yeah. material, it, it ends up causing more problems than, than helping anybody. Right. Like this yeah. idea that it's good enough for you versus good enough for somebody else. I think in my mind, I like to just put it up against 
the you know whatever the status quo is or whatever the the standards that have been set by me and my peers is like what do you feel comfortable enough putting out there and saying i am i am part of this level of craftsman or this yeah. level of of worker that the stuff that i produce should be valued whatever that number is is completely yeah. up to you and the client but at least you know you're not watering down everybody else around you and creating yeah. lower expectations for any kind of buyer or client yeah i think i think that's um that's a really good po point because like one of the things i was i written down is like it's 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 whether you're selling something as a first attempt at doing it or whether you're selling it as a craftsman that 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 does this for a living or that that um that takes pride in your ability on this particular thing um so like for me like i'm i i i work with two very very well respected um axe makers like i i'm putting this out as something that is that in my view is ready to be sold um and that has to also meet al and joe's version of ready to be sold because they are my peers they are the people that i am putting this out to not actually complete compete against but i'm i'm putting this out as something that would be of the same quality as if either of them had made it um and so i'm very very uh aware of the fact that i i want to to reach this this certain level um and like one of the questions sorry al i know you've got a thing but one of the questions i i was going to ask uh to you guys is the fact that yeah you know, most of the stuff that you guys do is is one-offs it's i mean i know brett you were doing the um like the fish hook um keychain things for a while and you were i know you struggled for a while because you were trying to get them to be consistent and mm -hmm. you wanted them to be like there was a few that you were like no these aren't these aren't good enough i'm gonna start again um but for the vast majority of the stuff that you do in terms of um like the videos you the i suppose the videos are kind of the product for you and the videos are of a certain quality but the the thing that you're making in the video like the um uh the skull pizza oven like yeah that was the first time you'd used that product it was the first time you tried making a pizza oven there are countless things that you've said that you would change by it were you to go back and do it again um so i guess like what what would be your criteria for um for the majority of stuff that, that you put out there obviously the the video is always going to be good because that's something that you're experienced with and you're you, you have a, a fucking brilliant um uh overall theme for the videos so you know that is we we would expect the video to be good but we wouldn't necessarily expect the thing that you made in the video to be good if that makes sense and yeah i mean absolutely. i mean i mean that not as a, as a no no, no. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't i know what you're saying and i i appreciate that um i'll take that little compliment and put it in my pocket thank you <laughs> um but yeah based on the um what your question was and working on those hooks uh, I started filming the other night because I just made blacksmith S hooks for my yeah. shower curtain hooks nice. because why not? Um, and it was consistency. And that was half the reason I thought of like putting a video out for skull and spade on that was just like, I've gotten to the point where I feel very confident, especially having done the classes where like I do a tutorial to make an S hook and I've, I kind of nail it every time, not to sound like full of myself, but it's like, this is not super, super complex. And there's a certain degree of muscle memory that comes into it where you just, you know that you're doing the right process. You 
you go through those steps and then you should, mm. if you've done it right, come out with the thing. Mm. And so I made eight hooks that are like to a machinist, not the same, but they are, <laughs> they are the same without yeah. any use of jigs or anything really. Like I had a pipe that I bent one side around, but um, knowing that I don't have all the tooling, it's like, okay, something simple like that. I, I know that the quality of that is you could have a discussion of, of whether or not they are of, of a certain quality product that I'm putting out in a video or whatever the hell I'm making. But like, I think there has to be a certain degree of complexity, right? Like what, what is, what is the point of that product? If you make yeah. one, you're like, you made a good S hook and utilize the techniques learned in blacksmithing. Yeah. You made eight of them. Okay, well, now we're not talking about necessarily high quality. We're talking about reproduction yeah. or the production aspect of can the first one look like the last one? Yeah. However many are in between. If I'm making the, uh, let's say the tree table thing that I made not too long ago, that was so much the mix of form and function that I had to know that it was going to work at the end, hence putting the 300 pound piece of concrete on it at the very end without testing it at all beforehand, because I needed to know that at the end of the day, yes, it looked visually pleasing to me, but I needed it to work and I needed yeah. it to be safe and not fall over or feel like it was going to tip. Um, I think your, your question is super valid to anyone that wants to look at producing quality products if if it is to sell or if it's just to be made themselves but i i kind of have this this question running through my head of like what maybe else even brought it up a couple of times like good enough but like how do you put your own gauge on the quality of it i know what mine is i know yeah. that it's because i'm able to look at things that are produced at say the forge steve or any of any of the other metal workers that I know, it's like, oh, but they did it that way. And that makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm immediately going to put my own perspective from that level. Like I'm going to raise it up to that level. Yeah. And and I think I've mentioned this kind of analogy before, but it's like I you're going to play better when you surround yourself with better people. Right. So if you if you're not physically surrounded by those people. If you embrace the idea that this is the level of people I want to be on, or this is the level of product that I want to produce. If you step into that mental realm and go, I'm not underperforming. This is yeah. the line and this is where it's been set. I like to think that I've put myself on a relatively high level with, you know, kind of self-taught or self-learned a lot of the stuff. Like I still want to perform up there. So even yeah. though I feel like I may be lacking some tools or equipment or or maybe just somebody to bounce these ideas off of that knows more than me, I'm still going to put myself up there. It's the yeah. same thing we've talked about with producing YouTube videos or doing those critiques in art school where you're in the same gallery as somebody like Jimmy or Laura or any of these other people that we're super fans of. You're in that same gallery. Just you may not be in the same exact room, but like you've put yourself in there and, and there's a line that you don't want to perform underneath. Um, but that's a hundred percent on you. Like Steve, you rehandle an ax 400 times. There are so many people that would be very okay with just going, it will work. 
it will function. I am the only one who gives a shit about this. Mm -hmm. But you you make it a conscious choice to not perform under the level that you've set for yourself. Yeah. And I, I, I know Al is absolutely the same way. Bodged together or not, Al, <clears throat> your stuff always has to work. And it for me then it's 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 the it's that level you're setting. So what is good enough? So, yeah. so Steve, you know, in, in a certain context, your idea of good enough is good enough for a stranger or good enough for Al. Yeah. Yeah. Does it meet Al's standards? Yeah. Or would it if I was to show it? You know, that kind of thing. Um the and I appreciate that from a consistency point of view. So the engineer example, is it yeah. within a thou? Yeah, it's good enough then. Pass. Yeah. Pass or fail. Simple as that. Black or white. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. My issue with that is where do you go from there? So if you set the standard and the benchmark, to your point, Brett, you're not getting any better if you're not playing anyone else who's better than you. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So where how do how do you find out what the next level of good enough is and how does it change yeah. over time? Yeah. I mean, I it, it's funny you asked that question because as Brett was talking, um, and he was saying about um uh like looking at, at your not so peers, but your the people who you respect. Like for me, my best, my absolute best, the, the best that I can produce. It's never good enough. It will never ever be good Losers enough. Losers always writing about their best. <laughs> Fucking yes. Uh I want to watch the rock now. Um, but yeah, like it will never be uh it will never be good enough. There will always be something that I can improve. Um and you know, I, I will always be striving for, for perfection. Um and it's I guess for me, it, it it will always be a compromise. Good enough will always be a compromise of like this is the best I can do at the moment, but I'm not happy. I need to work on this. I need to work on mm -hmm. that. Like, and that, that's the thing is good enough for me is, is always going to be a compromise. Um, that level of excellence and that level of perfection is, is always going to be unobtainable because that, that is a constantly moving scale. Mm -hmm. And that, which also means that that fail rate, that's, that's much further up than it was when I first started, because what, what I would have considered to be you know, pretty fucking excellent, uh, five years ago, I now consider to be an out and out failure. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It, it was good enough yeah. five years ago. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> I just think there's a certain kind of personality that <clears throat> really embraces this kind of uh, constructive self self deprecation. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good terminology to use, but you are constantly challenging yourself because you it's not that you know you can do better. You may have the limitations of just, you know, lack of knowledge or, or lack of tools or something very specific that would help you get to that next level. But you'll always look at it as a as a positive challenge of saying, I could I could do better. That's why I'm unhappy. Yeah. One day I would like to do better and I will get there. I think there to to talk about the like <clears throat> playing up or surrounding your <clears throat> I'm sorry playing up or or playing above your league or surrounding yourself with challenging people that will will help your skills grow i do think there are certain people that will they just want to be the best in whatever that area is so if you're like 
sports ball references and you're in minor league and you're like, but I am the absolute best player in minor league. You're like, that's great. Maybe they never want to challenge themselves. There may be so many variables attached to it where it's like, no, I, I actually get paid a decent amount. I have these things going on. I have a family. I'm very comfortable, whatever. I don't see anything wrong with that. You, If you want to be the best at whatever that level you've set yourself up to be, I think that should be admired or at least respected. But this other personality of which I think the three of us are part of, um, not good enough is one way to look at it. I think just like I can be better. I can perform better. I can do better. They're all motivational posters hanging up in a, you know, shitty yeah. uh, cubicle farm business. But when it comes down to it, like I could make that same hook a hundred more times that S hook that I did. And it would probably get better every time yeah. because I would make it better every time I would force myself to swing more efficient. It may not look much different, but it's like, yes, but I made that in two heats <laughs> versus one. Or I did such a good job of making 15 of them. They all look the exact same. I can't even remember what order I did them in. Yeah. That is where I would like to challenge myself. Just, uh, sorry, Al, I know you've uh, got a point, but just for anyone that, like me, uh, suffers from getting earworms, um, I just want to continue on from what Brett was saying and say that I want to be the very best, but no one ever was. To get still <laughs> my There's a certain group of people now that are just going, "Ah, oh, you fucker!" Everybody um, just yelled Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, carry on. See, the difference between you and me, Steve, because I was, "You're the best around." <laughs> <laughs> that was the earworm that I got when Brett was yes. talking about. So it's a generational thing. Um, so <laughs> what? Fuck you. What Brett was no, talking about. Got me thinking about what I've coined as the optimism paradox, mm. right? So the reason that people are pe pessimistic is not because they're miserable or negative. It's because they think it could be better, right? Yeah. That's why they're dissatisfied. Yeah, <laughs> Pessimism is not negativity. Pessimism is it could be better. Yeah. So I think just reaching the level of good enough and, and almost putting perfection on a pinnacle, I don't... I. I'm worried about that because sports ball analogy, what happens when you get the perfect game? Yeah. There's nowhere to go. And and you look at everyone at the top of their game, they're all miserable. They're all sociopaths, but they're all, <laughs> they're all, they're all miserable because there's, there's nowhere for Ronaldo to go. There's no better free kick than the free kick that he took. Yeah. You know, you can't get more than 300 in a perfect game of bowling. It's like the, that's it. Yeah, I'd much rather every time I did it, it wasn't good enough. Because yeah. then the next time it's better and I've learned and I've grown. And the next time the product is better and the people I've brought along the journey have seen it, it improve and progress. You know, yeah. I, I, would, I would hate for anything I did to be good enough. The, the, only, the only sort of criteria I have is that it's good enough for now. Yeah. So like the, the suit of armor build, Context is, I, I'm I'm making a video. Same as Brett, I'm making a video. I'm not making a suit of armor. The suit of armor is a byproduct, right? I'm making a video, um, and the suit of armor was good enough for for now. It was good enough yeah. for that. It's not good enough to walk around in because 
it chafes in the wrong places and some of the articulation he's working on. Yeah. So to actually take it to make a central, for instance, I'm going to have to work on it and I'm going to have to improve it and I'm going to have to make it better, but it was good enough for then. Yeah. And I don't mean like the quality of things gets better over time. I'm, I mean like temporal, like it's the context of it. Yeah. And I, I think because we, we did kind of talk about good enough uh many episodes ago mm-hmm. and they kind of it wasn't yeah. good enough though so we came back and re- hey it. uh well it's temporal isn't it it changes um but the kind of the attitude then was very much good enough is good enough but it's i think this is more about defining what good enough mm. is and i think it's it is a completely sliding scale and it it very much depends on um on the context of it so it's like the 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 videos for example um the, like because we're, we're talking about the, the youtube videos like the the videos that i made for moonshine matterworks youtube channel they were good enough they are still good enough for moonshine matterworks like because they're just could tongue be in cheek. yeah could be they, yeah they could definitely be better but they were just tongue in cheek they're a bit of fun like i'm not i'm not worried about being absolute perfection the videos that i did for the forge channel are so much better than the ones that were on Moonshine Matterworks. But even at the time, I was like, these are not good enough. And mm-hmm. th- like, there was limitations be- behind equipment and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I was doing the, the best that I could at the time, but it still wasn't good enough. Um, and looking back at them now, I feel that even more. I feel even more like these really weren't good enough. Like I could yeah. do so much better. Um, and it's like getting the the equipment for for doing the the new videos and everything. Like I'm I'm now like right, okay. Well, the limiting factor is not that equipment. The limiting factor is now my skills and my knowledge. And yeah, you know, and it's my now, in PC. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's now very much a case of like I'm not good enough, and mm-hmm. and that with that brings a whole ream of of issues. Like, is it is it is it that it's the thing is not good enough, Steve, or is it just that you're better? Well, this 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 is the thing. So before, it, like, I I could blame the equipment. Now I can't blame the equipment. If if the video doesn't come out, then it that is me that's not good enough. And I think also you're like with anything. The more time you spend in a field, whether that's blacksmithing, camping. carpentry, camping, uh, hiking. <laughs> rock climbing right, video it. making whatever i got it as well i was just trying to ignore it and carry on and make my point um but like, like the more time you you spend in any given field the the more knowledge you gain on that and the more um the, the higher your level of understanding becomes mm-hmm. the more things that you're going to see that are wrong like so yeah you know, if if i was to go to a machine shop and have a wander around and see you know, the way that they were doing things and see some of the stuff they were producing, I'd be like, wow, this is amazing. Wow. Everything you're doing is perfect. You put Tony Rollo in the same machine shop and he's going to go around going, well, that's wrong. That's bad. This is terrible. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> Because he has that knowledge. He has that understanding. It's like when I look at, um, when I look at uh, design, I'm going to look at a piece of design and go, oh, I really like that. That's really pretty. I like the colors. La, la, la. When you, I'll look at a piece of design, you're going to go, that's terrible. What the fuck are you thinking? The here's a list of reasons why it's wrong. Um, like it, it because you have that that knowledge, you have that that understanding and that vocabulary around those things. So I think with with knowledge, your 
you're good enough changes as well. Great responsibility. Okay. <laughs> I've got a question for Brett. Yes. Go on. So you started off the conversation today talking about uh, the shower and stepping in. And suddenly, the more time you spend in it, the more you realize it's not good enough and you want to change things. Is thing is the good enough line, margin, whatever we want to call it, is that an inhibitor of enjoyment? Are you able to enjoy something if it's not good enough? And if so, when does it stop? Oh because I've got a real problem with this. I, I, I will keep fucking around with stuff and keep faffing around with stuff and keep fiddling with stuff. You know, I, I can put up a shelf or whatever and make a cup and that'll, that'll do the job. You know, that'll yeah. do. But something to be good enough and it keeps niggling you and you keep, you know, it it, it does not let me settle and enjoy it. I haven't got closure on it. Mm. And I will forever be stood in that shower going, well, I'm going to have to take those tiles off and do them again now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. I think that's also part of the... I'm I'm not gonna say the the like tortured artist as much as mm. just I think a certain person of like if you create or make things, if you are a creative person that happens to make things, whatever those things are, you get a bit tortured, right? And and it can cause that downward spiral and, and very cyclical thinking um that we often hear about with like even classical artists. Mm -hmm. If if you look at the blue periods of various artists, or if you look at these exploration times where an artist was just like, I can't do that anymore. I've been doing that <laughs> for too long. I need to go completely the other direction. And then it's either something brilliant, beautiful because they've strayed away, or it's kind of an awful period where you're like, oh my God, everything you produced during these couple of years is not good for whatever reason, even though you're a highly respected artist. Um. For me, when it comes to, let's say, the shower, for example, I knew that I wasn't happy with it after a couple of minutes of standing in there just because there was some like functionality issues. I didn't like where the shower head was and the pressure and the water pressure. And it's like, are those fixable? If I can fix them, do I get to put a pin in it and say it's done? I don't know if that's still going to be the case because I'll probably every time I'm in there, I'll probably think of something else, you know, that should exist or that I could have done different in my own creative works i've been doing that since i was fucking six years old and i don't think that's going to change i think that is just the way that my brain works but as i said a few minutes ago i've tried to get a healthier outlook on it or a healthier perspective on it where i'm seeing these moments where i'm instead of getting down on myself and then cycling downward and just yeah. hating everything that i do i'm looking at it from the perspective of could i do better what could i do to get better could i try it again is it something nothing is permanent i think we talked about this last week like this object yeah. permanence thing nothing is permanent and it can be changed yes there are variables if i welded a project and it weighed seven thousand pounds at the end of it and it was just like done and in place to undo that is a task you know and to like fix something but still temporary at the end of the day I want to know that if I'm questioning what's good enough or wherever that line that I've set, that it's all positive. Yeah. And there are reasons why it's because I've learned things. It's because I know that I could perform better. Yeah. The tortured soul, the tortured artist thing that we're all susceptible to needs to, needs to change a little bit. 
and and it is difficult to do that especially when you're by yourself in control of your own work but it is something that we need to like stand up against or or just this attitude of like step up like be present be aware if you don't like it why and try and find something positive uh or or something constructive to take uh, i've I'll, I'll i'll i found something constructive but um as you were saying that i was as is tradition thinking of the opposite and um, <laughs> of course the the danger of telling yourself that something isn't good enough yeah because because you, you can't exactly stop. what i've got written down because you, well you can't stop then because steve i'm, I'm thinking about your axe and it's like this handle's not good enough this handle's not i'm good thinking enough. about the axe as well gotta polish it gotta get redo redo it shapes right blah, blah, blah. it's like is the polish good enough is the finish good enough is the wax good enough what about the grain is that good enough mm. is the grind on the axe head now good enough to match that standard what about the leather sheath is that good enough what about the packaging? And it's like, whoa, I've suddenly gone down yeah. a slippery, endless slope of good enough. Yeah. yeah. You're in the but weeds if, at that point. Just if you've lost perspective. Well, yeah. And and that's why you do have to call it a day sometimes. Yeah. And you do have to say that's good enough. Or good enough for now or good enough for X. Yeah. Because otherwise there is no end to it. And you yeah. know what we're all like? We're all obsessive. <laughs> and we all don't like to sleep. Yeah, and you'll be lying there thinking about that fucking axe. <laughs> so there's a, there's a danger in telling yourself it's not good enough. Though. Yeah, and I, I think that like that's again I had it written down about to to say about that. I think like with to to use the axe as an, as, as an example, um, I've made a couple of sheaths before, and I will be making a sheath for the the charity axe. Um, but I'm going to be able to use rivets. I, uh, no, I'm going to stitch it. Um, uh, I'm gonna be a lot more um, forgiving with the sheath than I am with the handle because it'll only be the third sheath that I've made. Um, Excuses already, exactly. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm. I want it to be a good final product, but good enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, like the the one that I did for for the Land Rover Act, I really liked the way it came out. I was <laughs> genuinely really proud of that. Um, and. Yeah, I think like for that, it's I I can be a little bit more forgiving if it's not a hundred percent perfect because it's not something that I'm overly 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 familiar with. Um, but yeah, I think because uh, the the thing that I'd written down uh, when Brett was talking was like something not being good enough and and doing bad doesn't mean that you're bad. Like I perfect example, I went to the gym last. Also, night. it's not it doesn't mean it's bad. No. Not good enough. It could still be a, yeah. a billion miles into good. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not good enough. <laughs> I, I went to the gym last night and I wasn't feeling it. I I've I've had a, a not great um week. And uh and so yeah, my my head just wasn't in the game. I was tired, um, I was sore from some other things anyway, and I just it it, it wasn't gonna be my best session. And I got um partway through what is what i kind of refer to as my warm-up um and just went actually you know what i'm i'm calling it a day i'm i'm not i'm not gonna do any more and packed up went home um and at first i was really pissy with myself because i was like i fucking i've wasted an evening i shouldn't have gone down i should have done this instead i should have done this and then i had to think about it and think well no because i still did more than i was doing mm -hmm. like my what i did in my warm-up 
was more than I I would would have been able to done in total like a year ago. So why am I getting down on myself because of that? And the fact that I even went like is a good thing, and and all of these things. And like you know, I again without trying to boast, like what I was doing in my warm up was more than what some people twice the average man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's it's more than what some people can do, and like having to remember that whilst yes you should like the only person you should compare yourself to is yourself but it's what oh yes uh but it's um like it it should be comparing yourself to your past self like and i don't mean yesterday because mm. we all fluctuate we all have good days and bad days like the the first um the or the sorry the second handle that i made for the axe it was because i was having a bad day that's why it fucked up this last handle was fucking perfect except for the fact that i broke it um and i think it, it is it's really important to to not to to have that that good enough and remember that you know again it is a sliding scale and even if it is a complete fucking failure doesn't doesn't matter that doesn't affect you it doesn't affect how good you are as a person or as a craftsman or an artist or a creator or whatever like it's <sighs> A failure and a fuck up doesn't doesn't affect everything you do. Like it's a one off. It's it's transient. It's temporary. It will change. Um, and I can't think of a, a good way to turn that into spiffing um, because you know I, I'm not good enough yet. I'm still improving. And remembering that is spiffing. <laughs> Uh, right. Uh, Al, what is the order? Bizarre. Bizarre. Uh, that means, Brett, you are first. Right. So, possibly respiff, and if so, can't remember how far back it was. But last night, getting into the forge for the first time in a while, um, and revisiting these things of how I can get better, I was reminded by uh, a tool that I was using. I was reminded of our friend Caleb Wahlberg. Wahlberg Forged. Oh, yeah. uh, Toolmaker. Works hard as hell. Produces all kinds of things. Friends of the community. Um, but I got a hot cut from Chris Cash by way of Wahlberg Forged. In like his first... He messaged me or he posted it last night that it was like two makers marks ago is the logo that I have on it. So it's an early run and it was this, um, it's like, wow, how much better have I gotten since I first got this tool? And I, I have a guillotine as Steve says, I have a guillotine from Mr. Wahlberg. Um, I'm planning on using that on a couple of things here shortly. So just based on the conversation that we were having and being able to revisit that last night, Love the reminder of how much better I've gotten and how much more I can challenge myself now. But it really takes knowing people that make good tools, usable stuff, stuff that performs and is good enough as all get out. And I like his stuff. I like his tools. I like the shit that he makes. And it's helped me out a lot on my little nice. journey. Good shout, huh? Yeah. Um, Al, what about you? It's not how you spell bizarre. Oh, uh, no, it's me, isn't it? Oh. Uh, in which case, me, what about you? Um, so I'm going to spiff someone that I think 
Al has probably watched more videos of, of this guy's than I have at this point, considering I've watched like half of one. Um, but this is a, a suggestion from uh, one of the guys that works in the workshop occasionally, uh, Simon, who is a previous spiffy. Um, but yeah, it's Alan Milliard, who is a YouTuber um, who is just the exact opposite of of YouTubers. Like, there's no huge, like, hi, look at me, I'm doing things. It's just like, we're just going to make this thing and it's going to be lovely. And my wife's cooking, I was going to say Rice Krispies then, that's not, that's not it at all. It's mince pies that I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really nice, slow, easy stuff. He's um, He's got some really, like, kind of clickbaity projects on there, like the, um, like the Viper V8 motorbike but also there's some really fucking cool stuff where i mean i was talking about it on the channel the other day uh where he cuts like a um an engine like two separate engines in half like across the actual um bore of the piston and, it, and it's just really fucking cool stuff um but yeah it's it's just really nice easy to watch and enjoyable I don't even want to call it like slow TV because it's not slow TV. It's just, it's just not in your face and forced and false. It's just, it's, it's good enough. It's good enough to watch. It's good enough. Yeah. I think that's, that's fair, isn't it, Al? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, right. In which case, Al, who I've like got the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a fully formulated, uh, contrived, uh, plot-ridden TV show. <laughs> um, so you guys have obviously all seen uh, the uh, Making Fun show that's going to be on Netflix with yep. with several wonderful characters from, from this community. Uh, Jimmy, Pat Lap, Huge Shackman, uh, Graz and Derek from Malden. Um, and I had no idea about this show, by the way, until I saw a trailer on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, I had absolutely no idea this was happening. I had no idea they were doing it. Nothing. Um, so this just came as a very joyful surprise to me because I, I saw yeah. this little thumbnail on Netflix. It was like a, a little yeah, yeah. like wooden dinosaurs. Like, this looks fun. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> so this is great. Genuinely had no idea. Um, and it just felt it just feels like all the kind of naivety and innocence and the reason why we do things. Yeah. You know, Steve, you don't do what you do. For, to make a perfect axe, no. you do what you do to whack a metal yep. and <laughs> bang, and you know get back to that sort of instinctive childhood like uh, creativity that's in all of us. Yeah, uh, and it, it feels very much like kind of um, what Laura's doing with the the De Mouse show in Germany. You know, this kind of combination of um, helping creativity in kids having a bit of fun and just making and i yeah. can't wait to watch it even if it'll be already i can tell it'll be super like tv formulaic oh god yeah, yeah like yeah. coming up next or that like yeah. will it work <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but i'm assuming yeah. it'll be hilarious yeah i think with uh with the people that are involved in it involved with it I... i'm just hoping there's lots of like just real like pithy vitriol aimed at children from Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great um but yeah because i like i i kind of forget that not everyone knew that this was going to be a thing because 
they, I think they were filming the pilot when we were uh, the, right. make, the first Baker's Camp. So this, I mean, this thing's been on the cards for three years. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, but I mean, TV production is slow as fuck. So, True. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm super excited about it, mostly because I don't, I don't even care about what they're building. I just want to see them dicking around with each other and what weird and wonderful things the kids come up with um so yeah i'm i'm super looking forward to it i think it's going to be good fun fourth of march netflix Fully everywhere i'm assuming it's everywhere. not well like yeah US i mean only release yeah must be yeah. uh yeah so yeah go check that out um we'll put the trailer in the shows as well uh is there any other business Al, you're nodding. What I am. What is your business? Um, so, Maker Central is around the corner, on the horizon. Other shitty metaphors are available. Um, <laughs> and one of the activities we're running together with the Make with Maker stand is the Maker Jenga. So yes. John made it. Uh, had this great idea for all the makers that are going to make a different and unique. Uh, Jenga block to a specific set of extremely high tolerance engineered dimensions. <laughs> Otherwise, it won't fucking so work badly. Um, I'm going to bring shims, Steve. <laughs> um, and it's a fantastic idea. Uh, there's a lot of people already kind of invested and have made blocks. However, yeah. I'm just putting it out there. It'd be super helpful if we had too many blocks than not enough blocks. Yeah. So we need at least 54 for a decent game of Jenga. 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 For a decent game of Jenga. Um, I thought it was 57. Oh, 57 if you want an extra layer. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure 57 isn't divisible by three. Um, and yeah, Of course it is. It's three less than 60. It is divisible by three. <laughs> yeah. 54. No, you need 50... 54. 54 is not divisible by three. Yes, six less than 60. <laughs> <laughs> we can math. I mathed. No wonder I fa failed my fucking further math exam. <laughs> um, yes, we need 54 bricks. Uh, make more than one. Yeah. Make them out of anything. Um, the dimensions are on Facebook. They're on Instagram. If you don't follow John already, please do. Um, and get the details from him. Reach out to him if you want. Reach out to Caro if you want, because she's helping uh, organize it. Uh, and the plan is we all bring him down to Maker Central and we'll set up a Jenga stall. Uh, and it'll be a fun, eclectic mix of all our different skill sets and weird and wonderful things you can cast in resin and make bricks out of. Yeah. So if anyone is up for it, get the dimensions. Steve's going to put them in the shouts. Um, and if you could make a brick and bring it along with you to Maker Central, it would be very much appreciated. Awesome. Uh, yeah, good shout. Uh, Brett, is that, is, is that you saying you have a, an AOB? Yeah. Yeah. This is actually, it's AOB in this case stands for any other bread. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> this one goes out to you. Thank you to you, but I'm putting the link in the show notes right oh, now. Oh, yes. For the very parsed down TikTok <laughs> video, which I'm not on TikTok, but you sent over... The peanut butter red recipe from like yes. the 1920s that shouldn't work because it basically <laughs> just has peanut butter flour and baking powder in it. Like a, yeah. a ridiculous amount of baking powder in it. Um, I made it the other night 
and it was super good. <laughs> so if you are a fan of nutty flavored breads, um, it's very dense. It's almost like a soda bread. And they, they, I made it and it was yeah. super easy and it was really tasty. I've had it with coffee every morning since then. And so if you're a fan of peanut butter, my plan is to challenge myself as this whole episode has led up to. I want to try different things. On it. I want to see if we can get it a little bit better just by adding yes. some different flavors, maybe some cinnamons, maybe Nutella gets rolled into that. I don't know. We'll see. But thanks, Steve. And genuinely for anybody wanting just like, a new little thing to make. I plan on having peanut butter bread on the regular from now on. <laughs> so uh, throw another skill in your in your set. Yeah, nice. You know, make make a wooden cutting board and then make this bread and then cut the bread on said cutting board. Love it. Um, Put it in the be, show notes though. It's so good. To be fair, like the uh, the the guy that did that video, um, he does lots of um, like just takes recipes from normally. It seems to be the 1940s generally <laughs> but it's just like really old recipes out of books and he's just like i'm gonna try and make this and he's just overly enthusiastic but also like really good like self-deprecating humor lots of like innuendo and like millennial kind of jokes um but yeah it's it's, it's just really fun to watch because He'll, like he'll make something and it'll just be like this sounds disgusting <laughs> and he'll he'll make it and like the the peanut butter bread one he was like this is actually really good this is fucking incredible i'm, yeah. I'm amazed but it's most like, of the time four, it's like four teaspoons of baking powder we <laughs> yeah. want this thing to rise not yeah. leave the atmosphere and um but yeah like more often than not he'll like bite into it and be like yep this is disgusting it's like milk powder and egg and that's it and all that. um but yeah so if you're on tiktok go and follow that guy as well because it's some fucking hilarious recipe yeah. on there um yeah that's, uh, that's it then um i i thought i had an aob but i've forgotten it so i don't um yeah if you want to get us you can find us in all of the usual social media places you can find me at moonshine metalworks you can find brett at skeleton spade 13 and you can find al at al's hack shack you're not doing anything this week no that's not good enough oh sorry oh i see what you did very clever well done yes indeed uh um if you want to find us as a group uh you can just search fools with tools um i am going to try and actually update the instagram this month why uh, wasn't there a thumbnail on the last episode because i can't fucking do thumbnails we've been through this it's not a skill that i possess I can draw something in paint and that's about it. Like I, I can't, I, I mean, I could take a really nice photo and, and do something with that, but we're not. Nobody the said room. the thumbnail has, can't be a photo. Yeah, but it's got to have one of our faces in it. You have your face. I'm not taking a selfie for fucking the thumbnail. No, I'll just take a photo of Murph instead. Take a photo of your thumbnail. Hey, oh, I should have done that. Uh, yeah, uh, but no, I'm, I'm actually going to try and uh, download all of the previous ones and put them up this week. I've just not yet. I've been very. Also, I'm going to give you guys. Don't the, put I, them all in one post. Like I'm it's not going to put them value all. Value bumper pack of. When was the last time I did that? Last time you forgot to do it. For no, it's fucking weeks. not. Yes, that's it. Until next time. Um, so, just just remember that. The, the things you make, you might not think are good is enough. Still, is this still the show? <laughs> but you're good enough. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
trying to end it. I'm trying to end on a high. I'm trying to make people feel good about themselves. No, you end on a bye. High is what you say when you start. <laughs> right. That's it. We love you. Hi. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Hang up. Close. Is this Stop. still the show? <laughs>